Hi, I'm Ryan Myers, and join me, Dimas Patero, and welcome to the Top 4. The Top 4 is brought to you by DHSPress.com. Check out DHSPress.com all school year long for all the news Titans need to know. Dimas, we're back for another week of uh, Premier League action coming up this Saturday. How are you feeling? Uh, I'm feeling excited. I feel like, especially this weekend where we see Ronaldo's homecoming, I'm a little more excited, looking forward to this game. That's all this man has been talking about for the last like week and a half. Uh, international breaks coming to a close. We had a lot of fun games across all the continents. Um, but one yeah. game kind of stood out, or one not game kind of stood out in particular. The uh, Argentina versus Brazil game that was supposed to be played uh, last week got suspended as soon as the game started uh, for COVID protocols. Demis, you want to tell us more about what happened? Yeah, so basically, I was watching the game, and around minute seven, Brazilian officials just walked into the field to detain four Argentine, Argentine players for violating Brazil COVID protocols. And a lot of talk has been coming around after that game as why didn't Brazil officials do this the three days prior to the game where they could have stopped this, but they had to wait until the game started to suspend it. They could have told Argentina don't play these players or send them back to Argentina. Yeah, but so it's, it's weird because the, the rule... Um, is that because of the COVID uh, red zones across the country and different countries across the world um, have different uh, like protocols for COVID, uh, everybody that came that comes from the UK to Brazil has to quarantine for 14 days, including professional players. So four players from the Premier League, uh, Emilio Martinez, uh, Giovanni Lo Celso, Christian Romero, and Emilio Buendia all came from Premier League teams, and none of them quarantined for the days required, which... I don't think it was information that was uh, given to them by uh, the Brazilian officials. So when the game started and Brazilian players that are playing in the Premier League were on the field, uh, they or Argentine players that, are, that were playing in Brazil from the Premier League were on the field, they had to suspend the game. And it was weird because it was something they could have definitely, you know, done before to make sure that the Premier League players weren't rostered for the game and uh, they wouldn't have to worry about this entire situation. The suspension definitely could have been prevented. I think it was very... It, it just looks bad on Brazil's part. It looks really bad for Brazil. It looks I mean, really bad. It, it almost seems like that uh, they they didn't want to play the Copa America winners yeah, they just, for a finals repeat. They just waited until the game started. That, that That's what doesn't make sense. Why they had to wait until the game had officially started to suspend it when they could have done it three prior days. Well, well that's... You know, it's, it's, it's a very weird situation. I think there'll be a lot to prevent it from happening again, especially from... Uh, FIFA, because they don't want to see games as big as Brazil versus Argentina. That's like the biggest game. And the, that was the biggest game in the entire World Cup qualifying sequence this last couple of weeks, and it didn't play. I know they're going to be very upset about that, and they won't let it happen again. Yeah. And also talking about the Brazilian FA, they've blocked Brazilian national team players to play the Premier League this weekend. Yeah, so um, more COVID protocols. Some of these players have to isolate for a certain X amount of days. So the players, um, a lot of really good Premier League players aren't going to be available for this weekend. Uh, for example, Allison, yeah. Fabinho, Firmino. So three Brazilian stars from Liverpool are out. Ederson and Gabriel Jesus. So City's down to their third string goalkeeper since Zach mm-hmm. Steffen has COVID. So we'll see how that ends up. Fred, as a Man U fan. How do you feel about that? Because we were hating on Fred a lot last week, and he's been getting way too much hate in the media, in my opinion, of the last like, I feel like he's getting... A little too much hate. I mean, yes, he hasn't performed, but I mean, 
I feel like he still needs his chance. He just needs to be more consistent. Yeah. But I'm hoping, hopefully, this means Van de Beek can hopefully get a start or at least minutes. Yeah. And also Rafinha yeah. from Leeds will also not play this weekend. Not to mention at the Algo Silva as well. Um, a guy that Chelsea, um, it will be, it'll be a, a annoying to miss him for a game. I have him on the roster, but it's not like he's uh, make or break it for just a regular Premier yeah. League week game. Especially with Chelsea's defense. Yeah. They have it. They have it. So, Demas, there's a lot of games this weekend, regardless of all these um, qualifiers being done. So, how do you feel? We'll talk about the top four or the, the big four in the Premier League this season and their games. So, I guess we got to start off with uh, the main man, Cristiano Ronaldo, Manchester United. How do you feel about that game against Newcastle this weekend? I'm feeling amazing about this game. I feel Cristiano will bring his competitive ability and just uplift this Man U squad. I believe Ronaldo will have the dream homecoming and bag a brace against Newcastle. I feel like it'll be a party at Old Trafford with a comfortable four-win. 4-1 win against Newcastle. I mean, I can see that. I think that's a, that's a bit – so my prediction was 3-1 for United. I think Ronaldo will get his goal. I also think um, one of uh, Bruno or Greenwood will score. And then I want to say a defender is going to get on the score sheet today. So maybe like a Luke Shaw or a Wambisaka kind of goal. Or a Maguire um, header. We never Maguire know. header as well. So, I, I mean, I think it'll be 3-1. But either way, United win comfortably. Ronaldo makes a – Great homecoming back. You saw he got unveiled. Or not unveiled, but he uh, went to the stadium in Man United kit for the first time uh, since in 12 13 years. years. Yeah. yeah. So it's a, um, it's a great it's a great, it's a great sight to see him back. I mean, everybody's so excited for him, even as a Chelsea fan. I'm uh, happy to have him back in the Premier League. Happy he didn't go to City because that team would be absolutely incredible. A name um, that hasn't been talked about enough um, because he hasn't performed at the level we expected, but I feel like Sancho will have a great game this weekend too. I think he will as well. I, I think, I think he know, might get on the score sheet hopefully. In. I think, you know, having some time to maybe settle in, it's, it's, it's rough because I think people are so quick to judge when it comes to players that are especially from big, from big clubs and big wages. Especially, yeah, especially with the uh, price tag on him. Yeah. But I feel like this weekend he'll settle in, hopefully get on the score sheet and get his United tally going. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I think he'll at least get an assist if he doesn't get a goal. Uh, maybe to Ronaldo or uh, to a Greenwood. I can see Greenwood getting another goal. He's been absolutely incredible. How he didn't get called up to the England team is uh. beyond me. But next game I want to talk about is uh, the City game. That's this big game. It's City-Leicester um, at 10 p.m. Eastern time on Saturday. How do you feel – or yeah, 10, 10 a.m. Eastern time on Saturday. How do you feel about that game? I, That's feel a big like, game? I feel like this will be the game to watch this weekend because City have some notable misses. They don't have Ederson. They don't have Gabriel Jesus. They don't have Zach Steffen, which means Scott Carson will start. 36-year-old keeper who hasn't had a start for City. And I feel like at King Power Stadium, which is a very strong, very hard stadium to get a result, I feel like it'll, it'll be a hard-fought 1-1 draw. Yeah, I said the same. A 1-1 draw, I think because City don't have either of their first two goalkeepers. And then Jesus, who's a good player, but not too big of a deal for them. And it's going to be tough for City. And I think Leicester's always a difficult opponent for them. I don't know. Leicester hasn't been that great to start off the season. They're sitting in ninth right now in the Premier League with uh, two wins and a loss, but that loss was uh, that smacking they took against uh, West to Ham. West Ham. So I don't know how they're going to play. Maybe the break was good for them to reset uh, before they played more games. So I think it'll be a 1-1 draw. I feel like a possible error is going to lead to Scott Carson not being able to do anything, and then um, 
Leicester score, but I think City will eventually break down Leicester and probably get their goal. But I think it'll be a good game. It should be fun and interesting to watch. It should be a good one. And now going on to Chelsea, your team. Yep. Having a big game against Villa at the bridge. Yeah, How are I'm you feeling confident. about? I'm very confident, actually. I think Villa haven't had the absolute best start to the season with their new signings. Um, they're a good team, and they have a lot of talent. I just worry about how they're going to gel together. They're sitting currently in 11th right now. Uh, they lost 3-2 to Watford at the beginning of the season, and then they got a win against Newcastle and a draw against Brentford. So I think a win is on the cards for Chelsea. I'm going to say uh, 3-1 win. I think it'll be uh, a comfortable one. I think Lukaku gets a goal. He had um, three goals international break. Timo Werner also had three goals this international break, a guy who struggled for goals all season last year. So hopefully both of them can get on the, tar- like on the score sheet. And knowing us, they'll probably have a defender score. I could see a uh, Aspilicueta maybe getting on the score sheet or something like that. But I think it'll be a good game. I feel like the big factor in this game will be Lukaku because as, we, as we've seen this season, Villa hasn't had the strongest of defensives. They've conceded more goals in games mm-hmm. so far. I'm seeing a 2-0, a Chelsea clean sheet, Lukaku getting on the on the score sheet. And I don't know, I have a feeling Mason Mount will also get on the score sheet. He's been he's been underrated this season actually. Yeah, he actually he started the season pretty well. He has two assists in the first two games. Yeah, which is really big for him cuz people used to hate on him a lot for not having a lot of open play assist. Even though if you look at the chances he created, he if he had depending on the strikers he had, it would have had a lot more goals, hopefully a lot more assists this season. But I'm also excited because Saul uh, is coming that came in from Atletico Madrid on um, the transfer deadline day on loan is hopefully going to make his debut tomorrow. The Spanish center mid is amazing. Saul's his technical ability is is next level. Um, he'll fit in well with guys like Jorginho, Kovacic, and Conte as well. So I'm excited to see how he plugs in because he'll probably get his debut tomorrow. I remember looking back at the 2016 Champions League run from Atletico. Mm. Watching Saul against Bayern was... Yeah, I mean, he his, just saw. His, his dribbling ability is very underrated. His ability to, you know, just retain the ball with any pressure on him. He's so composed. But our entire midfield is so composed, so it'll be exciting to see how we play. Yeah, you just saw great potential for him, and I think he'll click with this Chelsea team, especially with the fours he has. Yeah. I think he'll he'll have a great debut. Yeah, it'll be good. And now moving on, we have Liverpool versus Leeds. This game's interesting to me, you know, because I think without Allison, Fabinho, and Firmino, there's a lot of stability lost. In all three areas of the field, I think defensively, Allison he had struggles last season, but he's definitely more consistent and more reliable than a guy like Adrian in goal. Yeah. And then in the midfield, not having Fabinho, we saw how much that hurt Liverpool last year with um, retaining possession and staying composed. And then Firmino is the guy that glues everything together in the attack with linking possession from the midfield to the strikers to Sane or to Mane and to Salah, and to the well, fullbacks as well. well so it'll we be interesting s- to see how. Um, now how they play this weekend. Well, we saw last game week, though, against Chelsea. We saw Firmino go off at the 40th minute, yeah. which to me seemed kind of shocking. I mean, it was kind of quick. Liverpool needed a change. Yeah, and I, think, I, th- I think they were worried because they couldn't break lines that well against us, and they could break the line between midfield and defense, but not defense and, and through on goal. So I, I think the tactics from Klopp were to try to get a guy that likes to break lines between midfield and defense off because we had three defenders there anyway and try to get a guy on that's going to maybe run like through the lines or whatever. And I think it was an okay idea. Yeah, um, it was a, it's kind of disrespectful to Firmino, a guy. His, his caliber would be taken off that early in the game, though. Yeah, to me, I find it kind of shocking. But 
Yeah. They so, got to go a couple minutes later. So, yeah, I mean, so, somehow worked. So, we'll see how that goes. Um, I still think Liverpool are going to get the uh, the three points, though, against Leeds 2-1. I think Leeds kind of playing to their favor. They're so aggressive and attacking. We see how United tears them apart every year just because they love to just push guys forward. And I think they still have Mane and Salah for this game. So, they're still going to manage to get a couple goals. Yeah, I feel – I mean, Leeds have conceded over – an average of over two goals a game so far this season, almost three. Mm-hmm. And that defense against Liverpool's blazing attack so far, no. I don't see them. I don't see them surviving very much. I, I see. I'm predicting a three-one win. Three-one win for Liverpool. For Liverpool, I feel like Mane, Salah, and Jota connect they all really well. I feel like yeah. I feel like they all get on the score sheet this one. You know that's true. I would I would say a defender, a midfielder gets goals for Liverpool, but they don't score goals outside of the really the front three for Liverpool. That's something that I think people started to notice, especially last year when uh, Salah and Mane didn't weren't in the best form. When they're not playing well, there's zero where that, there's there's no other place goals come from on that team. So mm-hmm. it's interesting to see how uh, they'll play tomorrow. Or, yeah, tomorrow. One more game I want to talk about um, before uh, we end. Relegation battle on Saturday, Arsenal Norwich. <laughs> How do you feel about that one? That should be a good. That should be an interesting game. I feel like, I mean, they're both sitting at the bottom with negative nine goal difference. The worst start to a Premier League season has been, uh, zero and four, negative twelve. Do you think that will be beat this weekend? Uh, maybe for uh, you know, I think Arsenal will get the win. It's at the Emirates. If they somehow manage to not win this game, I'm actually gonna be disappointed in them because I love hating on Arsenal, but it's almost like a joke now at this point. Yeah. So if if <laughs> if they don't manage to get a goal or win the game, I'm gonna be very disappointed. I would expect a um two nil or a three nil win for for Arsenal. I just think even though Norwich like even though Arsenal has been struggling, Norwich are just not. The, the Premier League quality that they need to be to stay up this season. I think they're going to go down. They'll be 20th. Um, and I just don't think they're going to be able to withstand uh, guys like Pepe with his ability to dribble. If Saka's starting, he'll have a good game as well, I think. And Emil Smith-Rowe will also do damage. Odegaard as well. They actually have a – that's the thing. Arsenal have so much firepower. I think that they'll still manage to get goals eventually. Um, so I think this game, they'll get on the score sheet and they'll win, even though I, I would be so funny if they lost. I just – I don't feel the confidence in the Arsenal dressing room. Like, there's no confidence. There's no... Yeah, it seems every, it seems so lackluster. Seems Nobody very, seems like they're they're energized. Yeah, right it's now. lacking in a lot of places. And I genuinely wouldn't be surprised if there's a draw. Yeah, I mean, if it is a draw, it, it's, 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 it's... I wouldn't be surprised if Arteta gets fired by Monday. I feel like they'll give him until October mm-hmm. because they've got all these signings for him. Mm. And if they don't give him at least a month... I don't see other managers wanting to go there if they ask for signings and after three game weeks, they fire him. Yeah, I mean, people want to talk about, like, Antonio Conte coming in, but, I mean, Antonio Conte, he, I don't know, like, he would want to do work on this team, but he would also need, like, a lot of funds, especially to, like, bolster the defense. Um, so we'll see how that goes uh, for the Arsenal boys. I feel like one last game we have to talk about is Tottenham versus Crystal Palace. Yeah. Because Tottenham are top of the league. Do you think their form will continue? I mean, it's it's actually, like, weird to me because Tottenham, they're getting a lot of 1-0 wins. So I think this game might be more – it'll be more than one goal, and I don't think they're going to concede because I've been saying it for the, since the start of the season. I don't think Palace are a good team at all. I think they're going to finish, and I think they're going to be in the relegation battle. I see a lot of people um, across Europe, like pundits, saying that they expect uh, 
Villa or Palace to finish in like twelfth area, but I don't think they're gonna finish that high this season. So I, I think I'm I would like the two no win for Tottenham. I don't know. I kind of had blind confidence in Crystal Palace and Vieira as their manager. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like he's done great, like as great as you can in the transfer window for Crystal Palace. He's brought in some good players, and I'm, I don't know. I mean, I still think Tottenham will win, but I think it'll be a two one. Yeah, I think I could. I, I still think Tottenham will continue their run, but I don't know how long it will last. Yeah. All right. Well, with that. We're going to wrap up this episode of the Top 4. Thank you all for listening so much. The Top 4 is brought to you by DHSPress.com. Check out DHSPress.com all school year long to find all the news Titans need to know. Thank you and goodbye.